and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, aka Jax Falcone, at Dino Game Theory. I am still joined by BZ as we are going to tackle part two of our 32-team breakdown this week. All of the Dynasty stories for every single team in the NFL. Part two will focus on the top 16 teams. BZ and I are ready to go. Let's roll. Moving along, speaking of coaches who uh, are are questionable at times, Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans, um, you know, they basically played the well, not to not to give away the list, but I'm pretty sure you guys know they they played the number one and number two teams on this list in weeks one and two, which kind of tells me that we don't necessarily know what the heck this team is. I tend to think uh, offensively they're going to be fine because of you know Deshaun Watson and his greatness. What do you think? Yes, I I 100% agree with you. I think Watson is such a great player. Um, just the way that he his presence on the field, he's got a hell of an arm. He can get out of the pocket. He can make things happen with his legs. I I think they're going to be fine. Um, you know, losing Will Fuller is going to hurt him a little bit. And but I mean, he lost Will Fuller every year for the past <laughs> five fucking years, and his hamstrings are fucking toast and it's just here we go it, it's the same story and i mean how many times are people going to do it what, to themselves? what is uh what is the um, Will fuller situation here i didn't see an update recently did he it, it as far as far as i heard it was a hamstring and they're evaluating it so that usually means he's out for at least I mean, six, weird. six eight weeks it's, you know i didn't see any um, i just kind of checked like uh some of the you know some of the blurbs i didn't see anything so they said he was mysteriously shown stretching on the sidelines but uh interesting you know who could have seen that coming too like yeah that's basically like the atlanta giving up a big lead and will fuller stretching his hamstrings i just would have never known that would ever happen just totally caught me off guard you could have called it it is unbelievable wild i i mean i think that here's if you're looking for you know potential wide receiver here. Brandon Cooks is always, a, you know, he did all right. He had eight targets, five for 95. He's about the only real weapon they have on that offense in terms of a wide receiver right now. So, I mean, Randall Cobb was a little bit sneaky as well, but we all know how that story goes. You know, he had well, six look, targets. I, I, I was a big buyer uh, this of, week. of Randall Cobb in the offseason. And the first, what did he have this week? You were just about to say, I'm sorry. He had uh, uh, six targets, five receptions, 59 yards. Right, so... He only had two catches in the first game and now five Mm. in this one. I think, you know, look, I don't think he's going to be elite. He's not. But I think he could be serviceable. I think he could be, you know, in that Cole Beasley type of player where it's just like, man, another six, seven catches this week. You know, where, you know, where especially in deep leagues like we play in Scott Fishbowl or we play in a lot of deep, crazy leagues where it's just like, you know, you get like 15 guys in there with IDP and shit. And it's like, oh, my God, I need a flex, you know. And yeah. Randall Cobb is going to be there, you know, and he's, he's, you know, he was available where you can draft him for nothing. And, you know, he's on waiver wires right now in most sort of standard redraft leagues and in dynasty leagues, he's cheap. So, you know, I think he's going to return value on whatever you pay for him in order to have him on your roster. And, you know, with Brandon Cooks too, look, I think Brandon Cooks is awesome. When he plays, I think both yep. Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller are both awesome, actually, like yep. unbelievable football players. But Will Fuller can't keep his legs working. And Brandon Cooks is literally playing with fire with these concussions. Um, yeah. One hit and it could be a real problem for him. So 
I do not want to see that, but I'm afraid I will. And so if that does happen and both those guys go out, it's like uh, Randall Cobb's kind of WR1 there. I mean, I guess they'll yeah. fill with Kenny Stills and Kiki Kuti, but I mean, he would be the number one target. No. He he would be. I mean, what else are you gonna? Uh, there's nothing else. I mean, no. that that's that's what's why. I mean, they they really could use a wide receiver one, like you know maybe DeAndre Hopkins type player. Um, I don't know. There's no way they gonna, could get a guy like that. I mean, just that's the things that kind of kill an you elite about this. High it's in the like, sky scenario. Don't ever think of something like that. It's not possible. They'd have to trade uh, David Johnson to get a player like that. Well, that's what I'm They're saying, man. They should call Johnson them. like that. Oh God. Jesus. Hey, you know, one of the things I did say before the season was I, I did fade Houston. Not Again, not because of these injuries or anything. You know, certainly not because of Deshaun Watson. The defense was one in the schedule. Hey, they just played at Kansas City. They just played Baltimore. I mean, come on. You know where they are? They're at Pittsburgh this week. It's like, my goodness. I mean, uh, they could be yeah, 0-3 with, you know, no no shame. Uh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. And, you know, the, Deshaun Watson might have a decent game here, but, you know, it's it's going to be really rough. And David Johnson, I really wouldn't be touching right no. now with them going to Pittsburgh. It gets a little so. softer for two as they go Minnesota at home, Jacksonville at home. That should really get uh, Deshaun Watson and the whole offense kind of going. But then again, before the bye in, in week six and seven, they play at Tennessee and against Green Bay. It It doesn't get too much easier. So, you know, this team could easily be two and five at the bye. And, you know, we, we, they, they, they wouldn't have been favored in any of the games they lost. It's just a real tough spot for them. And so we're going to have to see. They're going to have to get real tough and, and win one of these Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Green Bay games, uh, maybe two of them to really be where they want to be by the bye. Um, you know, coming out of the bye, they got a couple of games. But again, they go Jacksonville, Cleveland, New England, and they get Detroit. I mean, they kind of mix in some some easier games uh, with Cincinnati and Chicago and Detroit, uh, Jacksonville in the second half. But that first half is uh, could really set them back. So uh, we'll we'll be watching them uh, to see if they can move up the uh, up the rankings. But they're going to have their work cut out for them. Uh, next on the list yep. is a team that I think um, you know we're all excited to see what would happen, and it's kind of been a little ugly with Tampa Bay Buccaneers with some of their some of their injuries. Evans hurt in week one, Godwin in week two, bunch of drop touchdown passes this past week. Um, Gronk yep. is. I mean, he's done. I can tell you. Let me just tell you. I thought he was going to be fine. He's not. He's just not. <laughs> no, he's it's not. unfortunate. It's the saddest damn thing because that was the most fun play. I'm a Patriots fan. That was the f- most fun player to ever watch was Gronk when he was at his best. Um, yep. I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. He and he's not. He's done. And it's really, it really bums me out. You know, Brady may not be done, but he's certainly no longer what he was. He was missing a lot of throws. He's not perfect. He did have two drop touchdown passes. Scotty Miller and LaShawn McCoy. Woof. I told you they should have cut yeah. LaShawn McCoy and kept Dario Gumbawale. Dario was their uh, special teams captain. They cut their special teams captain to put McCoy on a roster. Made no sense. They could have had Fournette and Jones wow. with Vaughn as their sort of, you know, rookie, let's see what happens. And and Dario would have caught that mm-hmm. damn ball, you know? I mean, yep. he's every bit the player today, right now that LaShawn McCoy is, especially in the role they're asking him mm-hmm. to play. And they would have had a special teams ace. Absolute atrocious move, not keeping Daria Gumbawale and getting rid of LaShawn McCoy. If it was uh, 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 19, uh, I mean, two, 2008 maybe, but not today. This was terrible. Anyway, I just thought I'd get that out because it was really bugging me, man. Uh, what else, did, yeah, hell yeah, what else do you see with the Bucks? 
Uh, Leonard Fournette, you know, <laughs> let let him go, dude. I mean, uh, I think uh, Ronald Jones might have fumbled away his uh, opportunity here, yep. which sucks for anybody that bought into Ronald Jones. So uh, Leonard Fournette wheels up. I agree. Uh, Mike Evans coming back. You know, he's going to be a stud. Don't worry about him. He's uh, he's already come making his way back. Godwin, we're fine with. Um, yep. I agree. Other than that. I think it's wheeled up. I think it's wheeled up a little bit. I agree. I, I think, you know, forget about uh, Gronk and sadly so. I mean, he's going to have a few moments. Maybe he'll catch a touchdown pass here and there, but just uh, it just doesn't look good. He's not playing as well as O.J. Mm-hmm. Howard. Um, he's not blocking as well as O.J. Howard. I mean, at least you know, maybe as well. But I mean, it's not like he's out there just dominating people, smushing people. So, you know, he's just a shell of himself. And that's sad. But you're absolutely right. Wheels all the way up for Fournette. I think he will, you know, overtake that backfield. He played really well. And I mean, look, of course, he's a I mean, no offense to Ronald Jones. He's a better yep. football player than Ronald Jones. That's just that's just the way it is. Um he's playing better than him and he is better than him. So that's what's yep. gonna happen. He's also a much better pass blocker, you know, so he's just a better player and, and so why wouldn't they play him more? He was more explosive. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good to watch them go. Here's a team that I actually think maybe better than where I've got them here. I, I'm not so sure about this team. The Indianapolis Colts, who have my favorite player on there. Well, George Kittle may be my favorite player. My second favorite player, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, love this team. Love this uh, situation. And I think they're going to maybe uh, maybe get something going here if they can you know, if they can kind of get it all together here. What do you think? I, I think you're right. Uh, they're definitely one of those teams that I think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on a little bit. You know, Taylor, oh, man, this kid is going to be such a good football player. And he's got all the opportunity in the world. Um, you know, 26 carries. And then he, Naheem Hines is just, you know, one touch. one touch, man. Like, how can you go from like, the game you had the week before to one touch? Like, wow. Um, and guy I'm interested in, Michael Pittman. Make, make, yep, especially, especially now. now. Paris Hill. Uh, yeah, not Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton also Jesus not playing. <laughs> Also not playing. She's out. But Paris Campbell Paris Camp. hurt his knee. <laughs> you can, you can, you you know, can tell it's Paris, getting late when I start doing that shit. Oh, Paris Hilton. I mean, she, you know, she played a good uh tight end, move it to move to wide yes. out. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, she did. She moved to wide out. Um she opened some big holes uh with her blocking. Um I look, I'm just giving you the scouting report. Yeah. I I never I never saw any film. No, me neither. Um, me neither. Never saw any film. But uh, Jonathan Taylor's a stud. I was gonna say, listen to this. They're 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 one and one. Here's their next. I mean, I'll just keep going. Here's their here's their schedule upcoming: Jets, Chicago, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Detroit. <laughs> I mean, of course it's the NFL. They'll lose three of them, but I mean honestly, they can they can run here for a little bit. They got five winnable games. Then they play Baltimore, Tennessee, Green Bay. Okay, yeah. and Tennessee again. Look, it gets hard. But if they can make some hay here, if they can go, look, they got to go like four and one. I mean, they can't go three and two. That's disappointing. They got to win these games. You know, they got to win these games. But if they can win these five games, basically, you know, there's a buy in there too. So they just got to, you know, they got a a chance to be like six and one heading into that tough stretch with Baltimore, Tennessee and all that. So, you know, they, they end tough. It's not going to be an easy, easy schedule for them, but, um, but uh, it's easy right now. So Minnesota was a game we thought was going to be tough, but they're terrible. They may turn it around, so they may have gotten lucky to play Minnesota early on. Um, I'm with you 100% in terms of 
you know, that schedule looking so good that the offense will look good. I was super, uh, I, I was all in with Paris Campbell, the way he looked in that first game. And then, you know, I thought he would take a step forward, man. Oh man. I was really feeling bad. I missed picking up Mo Alley Cox in my, uh, in Scott Fishbowl by like five seconds. I was ready to press, uh, you know, submit, pick up player and uh, someone else picked them up. It's okay. They're probably, they don't probably even listen to my podcast, which is a double whammy, <laughs> but um, yeah, just terrible. Um, but I, yeah, I was, I was really excited for Paris Campbell and that, that, that excitement has to go somewhere. And I think it probably goes to Michael Pittman. Yep. Someone's going to, maybe Zach Pascal may, yeah, may, uh, may step up. I think it's probably going to be, you know, uh, Hilton, Pascal, and Pittman. Wouldn't you think that's going to be the that, that would be my guess right off the top of the head of, with what I'm seeing right there. So, yeah. So I think that, you know, Pascal, if you've, if you've stashed him for a while, he should return some value, especially here in these next five weeks where they play um, some, some pretty soft defense. Other than Chicago probably has a pretty good defense, but um, yeah, they should be able to put up some points. All right. Who's next? After the Colts. Oh, my favorite. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, boy. All the way up to number 13. I'm not mad at that, dude. This is a great team. I mean, they're really starting to come together. Man, Kyler, kid's just on fire right now. Looks great. I moved Kyler up to my uh, my uh, quarterback three in uh, in Dynasty. Ooh. You got any problems with that, or what do you think? So give me the rundown real quick. One, two, three, four. Well, I mean, it's uh, for me, it's um, it's obviously – you know, I've got Mahomes at one, Lamar okay. at two, Kyler at three, and Russell Wilson. I did put him there before Russell Wilson's Monday night game. Boy, oh boy. Wow. I mean, he may be number one right now. We'll get to Russell Wilson in a moment. But for me, it was only age. Yeah. I mean, I think Russell Wilson's that good. It's just sort of – I just think Kyler – first of all, Kyler with the Konami code. Ooh. I mean, he is just uncatchable. You know, uh, what, did, what, did, what did Isabella run? A 4-3 flat? Yes. Remember, like four three flat, yep. right? And so they raced, uh, you know, in spring, uh, you know, spring ball or preseason last year. I think it was spring ball actually, like right when they got to camp, and they just raced forty yards, mm-hmm. go, and they were dead heat. Those two are, he is fast. Kyler Murray is legit fast, and he's small and quick too. He's not just fast. So I mean, he can just he can change directions. He is. <laughs> he's amazing. He's got a, a, a great arm. He's now starting to use his weapons well. I mean, he's putting it together. And I think with this team, I think I think they're going to move up from 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 spot thirteen. If you can make a trade somehow, get your hands on Kyler Murray, do so in dynasty startups. I would be targeting him yep. early because I think he's a cornerstone uh, quarterback um, with that Konami code, which is huge. Uh, he just might be the number one quarterback, you know, in the league uh, many years. Uh, you know, in a row, so to speak, you know, in other words, he's going to have some uh, QB one years, I think. Yeah. And I I was kind of saying before the season, you know, with Kyler, it was always for me, it was if I'm trying to find something similar to Lamar, like, I feel like he's the next closest thing you're going to find to that kind that type of player where you get both the passing and the rushing floor. These guys can give you is just insane. And here we're seeing it. And it's just like, I'm here for it. I love it. Like, let this kid just do his thing because it's beautiful to watch. I mean, he's already got he's already got 158 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I mean, it's, right? it's, it's it's just like when you when you watch this kid play, man. He's just it's exciting. Like he makes that offense oh, exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah, he's a, he's must must see TV. And I mean, 
for those who haven't watched him and don't think he's that awesome, just watch him play. It's like, you know, he's the, he's the guy when, you know, it's like, first of all, Mahomes made the best play I think I've ever seen. Like not the best play I've ever seen, but like such a big play. It was third and 20 or something like that. And he ran for 22, right? Like, I don't know if you saw that play. I did. It was late in the game. I don't remember exactly when it was, if they were down three or if that was, yeah, I think they were down three at the time. They were trying to uh, drive to score the touchdown. They needed it, yep. you know, and he just, I mean, he just took their heart out with that run. And and that's what Kyler does over and over and over again. He just hits you for 16. You're like, oh, it was third and eight. And he just got 16. Like, what the hell, man? You know, we had everybody covered. It's just, it just kills you. And he does that over and over again. Um you know, I don't know. Is their defense any good? I have no idea. Like, I'm not sure what we're what we're seeing. Here. I, the defense doesn't look very good. Um, I, there's a few pieces there that are, you know, that I think could be, you know, decent in, in a few years. I like Isaiah Simmons a lot as a linebacker, but he's not seeing a ton of time right now. So, you know, they're going to be. I, I think they're one of those teams that their offense is just going to be so damn good. Their defense is just going to be, you know, blowing leads or. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of shootouts, which is why I like Kyler so much going to this year. Like, take advantage of it while you can. And, uh, you know, this whole offense is just built to score. So, personally, I think that, you know, Kingsbury is just like, let's just let the offense score and hopefully they outscore the other team and our defense can just hold them at least one or two times of a one or two times a game. Well, we'll check it out. Right now, they're 2 0. They've given up 20 points to San Francisco, 15 to Washington. Their next three games Detroit at Carolina at Jets. I mean, they're playing three Ooh. teams that I just listed in my top bottom six. Excuse yeah. me. So they could be five and zero. They could be. Uh, if they're five and zero in week six and seven, they go at Dallas mm. and against Seattle. I mean, two wow. just mouth watering matchups. I can't <laughs> wait to watch, dude. At Dallas and against Seattle, give it. To Tyler me. could just be dropping some numbers here in the next. Like it could be <laughs> right? wow. I'm so excited. So I am super Ooh. excited to see how they go. Hopefully they don't have a stinker in these next three games and they can be five and zero going into that Dallas game. And, you know, and, and all eyes are on, I think it's either a Sunday night or a Monday night. I, I got to check, but regardless, it's a, it's a primetime game. Oh, I can't wait. It's just going to be so good. Must see TV, yeah. you know, next on the list at 12 and I'm doing this out of respect right now. I don't know what to make of this team because of all the injuries is the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if, if they're healthy, they're higher. If I, I, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. They're still good. The, the, this is, this is one of those teams where like literally there's so much talent and they, these guys are could legitimately go to the Super Bowl. But with everything that just happened, this whole team just got like somebody cursed them. And it's yep. like, you just, at this point, you kind of just have to let the dust settle and see what kind of comes out of it because I can't even tell you either. I mean, I'm excited to get Debo back, which is going to be nice. Hopefully yes. his foot's okay. You know, we'll we'll get there when we get there. But there's too many injuries right now to even really go anywhere with it. So <laughs> do you remember when people asked me if, uh, out of Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert who I was drafting? Do you remember my answer all offseason? I believe you said, did you, did, did you say Raheem? No, I said Jarek McKinnon. Oh, you did say Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And so, I mean, no victory laps yet. No, opportunity, um, big time. Opportunity's coming because Tevin Coleman is expected to miss, quote-unquote, multiple weeks, and Raheem Mostert likely won't play in week three. So, you know, uh, I would imagine they'll bring up Hasty, and then, uh, you know, McKinnon should be 
you know, seeing a lot of opportunities. I don't know what those opportunities will look like. They were talking about Jimmy G playing. I I, I don't know. It's a high ankle sprain. He probably shouldn't play. I'd actually tell him he can't play because I don't want to see it because it hasn't been very good. And Nick Mullins actually, I mean, there was a little piece of me that thought maybe he was actually a better quarterback choice for them going forward anyway. So I'm not that confident that he's better than Jimmy G, but I'm also not sure that Jimmy G's specifically better than Nick Mullins. So I think they should roll with Nick Mullins no matter what right here. Give uh give Jimmy G some time to heal his heal his wounds, both uh psychological and the ankle. Yeah. I mean just just let your team heal. <laughs> yeah. Uh by the way, advice, definitely go out and get uh Jim Michael Hasty if you've dropped him or if someone in your league has dropped him because I, I don't know Maybe it's Jeff Wilson. It is. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Jeff Wilson. And, um, he was the next guy up there. He only had two carries on Sunday. So yeah. McKinnon had three. Jeff Wilson had two. That was the <laughs> McKinnon so far this year. Uh, six carries, 101 yards. He's uh, <laughs> averaging 16.8 a, a carry. Is he any good, you think? <laughs> uh, it was never It was never an issue of talent. I think the kid was always a no. good ball player. It's just he had some bad breaks. That ACL last year yep, was just absolutely. a bad break. There was nothing nothing else to it. Two years ago now, oh, too. Yeah. I mean, the ACL. Yep. Because last year was a washout because he hurt That's himself again right. and couldn't couldn't recover. He had an infection, all the rest yeah. of it. I mean, just been one thing after the other. Poor kid. So, love to, now he's not a kid. He's an old man. You know, he's like, the, whatever. But, yeah, I'd love to see him uh, play. You know, he was someone I was super excited for. And, and we'll see exactly what they're able to do. Uh, their schedule is huh, perfect. They go to the Giants. Oh. Sit them all, yeah, dude. Look at Sit that. them all. You don't need nothing. <laughs> I mean, McKinnon should go for 200. He should. Uh, and, and then it's Philly, who's not been stopping anybody, then Miami. So they should be fine. Uh, you know, I don't think they're – you know, then they get tough. Uh, Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, Green Bay, New Orleans. I mean, they got some – that's all in a row, by the way. I wasn't skipping anything. After the Giants, Philly, and Miami, it's Rams at Patriots at Seattle, Green Bay at New Orleans. Woof. 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 Wow. So that's a rough one. And they come out of the bye with Rams, Buffalo. Wow. Yeah. Squeeze in, squeeze in Washington. And then it's Dallas, Arizona, Seattle. Yeah. I mean, that is a that is a crazy rush schedule. They literally need to win these three games. Like, my goodness. My goodness. They need to be a four and one here. Or they're going to have some trouble. Stoner might be really, really. Because I'll tell you, this whole division, Arizona's 2-0. The Rams are 2-0. Seattle's 2-0. So they're one and one and in last place. I mean, they're they're looking up at everybody. Mm-hmm. This division, I I, I kind of called it my NFC preview, the best division in in uh, in football, and it's it's showing it absolutely. So I think that's what I'd be looking at. Debo's going to come back and render you know all the other wide receivers you know somewhat uh, meaningless, but you know someone else is going to step up, whether it's Sanu or Ayuk yep. or Bourne or Taylor or who the hell knows. I mean, you know, Kittle's got to play, Debo's got to play, and. As long as one or two of those running backs is healthy, I don't care who the quarterback is. I think they'll be yep, okay. Agreed. Bills at 11. Oh, the Bills. Um, the Bills. The Bills are another team that we, you know, we don't know exactly what they are, um, mainly because they haven't necessarily played anybody yet. Right? I mean, you know, we just don't know. They They started with the Jets, and they struggled in Miami, you know, winning 31-28. So I don't know. You know, Josh Allen, um, you know, he his his accuracy looks better. You oh. know. Yeah, he's been he's 70%. Yeah. Man. I mean, he's been unbelievable. Let's go. 
um, you know, through four touchdowns. So, I mean, he's carrying this team. Um, you know, him and Diggs have a nice connection going on, which I'll be honest, I was kind of fading the Diggs play uh, earlier in the year. Me too. He's been awesome. And he's just blowing us right out of the water. Um, you know, the running backs seem pretty split here. It doesn't seem like anyone's really kind of separating themselves out from the pack. So I'm not really taking much out of there. Um, you know, I don't know. It just kind of seems like a mess, but Diggs and Allen is pretty much what I want on this team right now. Maybe there's one guy down low there, Gabriel Davis. Potential. Oh, my he God. could, he could be something maybe, you know, but, I just kind of feel like uh, anything else on this team, you're kind of just, you know, you're not really, you're kind of gambling here. Maybe Johnny Brown here and there, but I don't know. I co-manage a team uh, with uh, with Jemmo, the icon. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, Jemmo basically, really what he did is he said uh, to all his home league friends or whatever, bunch of bunch of guys, he's like, oh, yeah? Well, Dino Game Theory, <laughs> Jax is my co-owner or whatever. And, you know, so whatever, he was just kind of messing with him. Like, you know, he's bringing in the ringer. It's like a $20 league, whatever. It's so fun. I love it. It's a lot of fun. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's just so much fun. So I, I text him, you know, we have this, this team and we both have access to make whatever move. And I don't give a shit. You know, I do a lot of it just cause you know, my reputation is on the line. I can't let fuck up. Of course. But, um, he, uh, I, we, we have Gabriel Davis. I text him. I said, do not drop Gabriel Davis. And, and that's what I'll tell you all. Do not drop Gabriel Davis. You know, this kid has, you're going to like this one or hate it. He's giving me a little bit, a little tiny bit, like an 80%, not 100 not exactly. He's giving me 80, 80% Kenny Galladay vibes. Ooh. Just a little wow. tiny bit here. Yep, a little tiny bit. I'm getting a little excited. He's somewhere between, and I'm not just using the Traquan because they played at the same school, but he's giving me like a little Traquan, somewhere between that, which I know is not great, but it's also not so bad. You know, somewhere, he's a big, strong, fast, hardworking, you know, he's got that prototypical alpha size. Uh, I don't know. He's And they love him in Buffalo. They're like, they're just finding ways to get him on, on the field. As a matter of fact, uh, in their first game, I think he was the first target. And in other words, they're like, here, let's let's get a way to get him going. Um, I think he's something. I just think he's okay. something. Yeah. And, I like that. you know, it might not be this year because, you know, I think John Brown yeah. and Diggs and even Beasley, they all have their roles. Yep. And I think Davis will be here and there. So I don't think he's fantasy startable maybe at all this year, unless someone gets hurt, Yep, uh, which is possible. But if, if not, I think maybe next year, I don't know what John Brown's contract situation is. We're going to get Dan on the line. Yeah. Let, let us know. But look, at some point, one of those guys is going to move on or whatever. And, and I think he'll slide right in and, uh, but I think he's going to have a few relevant games. We just don't know where they're going to be. Yep. But I think by the end of the season, we'll know that he's a he's a hell of a player. So, uh, Gabriel Davis, yes, yep. yes, Gabriel Davis. All right, go get yeah, him. Go get him. Go get, go get him. him. That's that's straight from me. If I'm wrong, oh well. <laughs> uh, well, didn't cost you much anyway. Don't worry about it. Uh, next number ten on the list. Real good team, Tennessee Titans. Yeah. I mean, what's there to say about Tennessee? They're just. They're well coached, very well coached, very, very disciplined football team. Um, you know, they they just go in, they just get stuff done, man. I mean, yep. uh, Tannehill is still damn efficient as he was last year. 
You know, it really is, dude. 18 for 24 for 239 and four touchdowns. Like, you know, I I picked up Tannehill a lot. I actually traded for him a little bit this offseason. And right as the season started, I kind of started tilting a wee little bit because I'm like, well, what if this is all right? And I'm just I'm ecstatic to see this because I have so many super flexes with him as my second quarterback. It's just like, okay, I'm going to be okay there. Um, Yes. You know, Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things. John o. Smith, baby, you know, there you go. This buddy. is huge. That's the one I'm hitting. This is big. Yep. I mean, I am, I'm hard right now just talking about it. Cause I love this kid <laughs> that fucking much. And I wish I had more shares yeah. of him. Cause he's just, he's fantastic. What a fucking player, dude. This kid is just a baller. Absolutely. Baller. Yeah. When you want to find that, that, that next breakout tight end, you always look for that. Yeah. Yep. You know, it was Kittle in, in year one, you know, he was just, he was just, catching the ball and running for 80 and, you know, just that's what John was doing. We knew it was coming. You know, he's just that player. You can, I was saying just give him seven carries a game and he'd be relevant because he'd get a hundred yards. Maybe. I mean, this kid is just an absolute beast with the ball in his hands and he's pretty damn good uh, before it gets there too. So he's, he's now firmly in my top 10 uh, dynasty tight ends. I don't see any reason why he's going to come out of there. Uh, if someone wants to uh, give you a price of not top 10 dynasty tight end, go ahead and take yes. it because he's only going up from here. Jonu Smith wheels up. It's been wheels up since the off season. Yes, it has. Uh, I, you know, I mean, this is the guy, I mean, whenever he was dra- and look, there's some, there's some wins with Tyler Higby, uh, Hayden Hurst, I think scored. Yep. Um, Gusecki was outstanding. Um, Hooper has not been, but you know, a lot of those guys I was a little bit concerned with. I was taking, Hawkinson, Fant, Janu, yep. Goddard. Look, those guys have also returned value. And and so right now we've been, you know, we've been saying this, I think, you know, for the last two, three years, that this is the year the tight end is going to be deep. And every year it's like, you know, la- remember last year it was Njoku, oh, yeah. Hunter Henry, Engram, OJ Howard. Yep. None of those guys were any good. They all sucked or got yeah, hurt. Got burnt. And, you know, right? And it's like, you know, maybe we're just all idiots. You know, <laughs> maybe yeah. they're just no good tight ends. And Sure enough, this year finally we're starting to see them. They're staying healthy. They're getting targeted. Noah Fant, you know, not to go back to the Broncos, but I had mentioned in that tweet, I said, sometimes Noah Fant, when you watch him play, looks like the best tight end in the NFL. Yeah. And sometimes when you watch Janu, you get those same you vibes. Like, is this guy the best player in the league? Like, who is this guy? Yeah. Dude, if you when you see him take like an end around or something like that, man, it's like <laughs> right. the guy is just a truck, dude. He just moving, yes. and it's like I, yes. I love to see it because it's like, like I said, we're always looking for these elite tight ends to come, kind of fill in your gaps, and they don't come around often. But I think with Hawkinson, Janu, and Fant, you have three great tight ends for the future, and you know, for dynasty late by I'll, I'll throw Irv Smith in there. Cause I think he's going to be up there one of these days too. Just might not be until next year. I, I'd like to think so. You know, I'd like to think so as well. You're, you're right. I mean, they've kind of kept that roadblock in front of them, which, Hey, it is what it mm-hmm. is. And you know, it may, he's only 22. Yes. I, I, I think I just tweeted something about Irv Smith there. I think that was on this as well. And, and, and for me, sometimes we get a little impatient. Yep. Um, and let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah. I, th- I basically was just saying, uh, yes, Smith just turned 22 years old and, uh, yeah, he hasn't broken out yet, but don't worry about it. Even if it's not this year, it's still okay. He's 22 years old. I, I think you, you, he's a guy to go by too. I mean, the thing about it is you may just not get returned till next year, maybe even his 20, his age 24 yeah. year season. I mean, 
you know, God, he just turned 22. Yeah. Super yeah. young. He, he's like the Juju young. Smith so of tight ends. 20, yeah. Abs- exactly. Bingo. Bingo. No, absolutely. I'm with you. Uh, Tennessee really has an opportunity now. Um, I think it's Tennessee. We mentioned that Houston schedule. Jacksonville's tanking. This is Indianapolis with their unbelievable schedule upcoming mm-hmm. in Tennessee. And I, I, you know, I said in the AFC preview, I think they play the last week of the year and it's going to be, it, that could be for the division uh, or it's, or it's a, um, hold on, let me look. No, they play Houston last game of the season, okay. but they do play Indianapolis. Um, they play them twice, obviously. No, they play them back to back in weeks 10 and 12 surrounding a Baltimore game. Good luck. Jeez. So it's Indy, Baltimore, Indy. Yuck. Oh. So, but yeah, woof. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how those two Indy uh, Tennessee games go. I think they're going to have a, a, a lot to say about who wins that division for sure. Absolutely. At number nine, we still haven't mentioned my team. Did you notice I know. that? I know. I've been waiting. Number nine is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I, I mentioned your team. You did. The Pittsburgh Steelers before my team. I don't like it. I mean, but it's, it's, it's fair stated because, you know, they do – you can't underestimate Belichick, and I, I, I'm not going to do that to myself. And then, yeah, I know that curse. I've been playing that curse for years. I, fuck it, let's uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, what are we looking at with the Steelers? Though this is your team. What, what, um, what, what do you, what do you see? Um, I, you know, I see again that they are hitting the lottery with these wide receivers. Uh, James Washington looks great. Deontay Johnson's a stud. Juju's still Juju. Yeah. Claypool's like standing there going, Hey, I'm open too, man. Uh, These guys are just really, you know, they should probably be playing Claypool at a, as a sort of a slot tight end and just going four wide and spreading them out. Cause I mean, spread and shred with, with, uh, with big Ben. I mean, they just got all sorts of talent. I mean, they do. I mean, again, it's their scouting for receiving for receivers has always been like, it's just spot on. I I don't know who does it. It's crazy. They just pick them out of the, out of the woodwork here. Um, But okay. So, Deontay Johnson, uh, 23 targets in two weeks. That's 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 crazy. He's got 34% of the target share. Um, this kid is, he's balling out, and Ben loves him. I've said this a few times. He gives me Antonio Brown vibes. That's how I feel about him. I've heard it before, And too. you know what I yeah. mean? Like, his route running, just the way he looks out there, the way he, the way that him and Ben, like, when Ben kind of gets where he doesn't see a receiver, and you see him kind of like scrambling with his head, looking around, maybe kind of move. You see Deontay coming right across, like he knows. That's I love that. So Deontay it was a huge buy. I got thankfully right before the season started. I kind of made another push at him again. I was able to get him in a few leagues for a second rounder in twenty one. I'm ecstatic about wow, it. Great yeah, job, just get it. Yeah, great job, just man. get it. Hey, I'll tell you, he's second in the NFL in targets with twenty three, behind only DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. He's tied with Amari Cooper. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, opportunity is there. Um, you know, Juju, you got to scroll way down to find Juju in terms of targets. I mean, you know, he's still getting targeted, but you know yeah. what I mean? He's not, you know, he's he's 31st in targets with 14. So in a lot of ways, what you see is, you know, Deontay's the number one there. I mean, I don't know that he is or isn't. I'm not trying to say he's better than Juju. What I'm saying is he is the number one target. He is. That is, so far, that's the truth. Now that can change very quickly. Sure can. But so far, yeah, that's and that's what we're looking at. And then you, know, and then you got Claypool. I mean, that big eighty yard or the the you know, the big catch he had for the touchdown. Yes. I mean, that was just ridiculous, man. That kid's got some wheels on him. You know, like you said, James Washington's look good. Ebron's look good. Um, you know, Connor. Here we go. You know, 
hurt last week, comes back this week, goes for 106 in a touchdown. Um, <laughs> I, I think he, I think he's going to see another game where he gets hurt. I don't think he's going to last. I don't think so either. Sadly. It's, it's like, I, you know, it's sadly. like I told people, I'm like, when you, you know, right now you see this opportunity where Connor came back, he had a good game. I go, now's your time. If you own Connor to go get Snell. Like, go put out an up because yes. Snell just had one carry and people are going to be pissed about it because they started him. So go buy, go Bingo. buy your Benny Snell and get him on your rosters and, and hook that backfield up because if Connor goes down, it's going to be a one running back backfield for the most part again. And that means Snell is going to get that carry, all those, that volume. So go get him. I agree 100%. As a matter of fact, while you were talking, I was thinking I was going to add go buy Benny Snell and then you finish your statement with it. That's exactly right. Such great advice. Because if someone paid up for Benny Snell on the on the waiver wire or whatever, or they thought, "Hell, oh, he's going to be the starter," and then Connor comes back and just rolls, they're like, "This kid sucks. He sucks." I'm getting, you know. And then you come in with an offer, you know, and it's like, "Oh wow, I can get such and such," and all I have to do, you know, they're going to be excited because they're totally emotionally let down by Snell, and that's what you got to play on, and and that's why BZ is so good at this because he understands those things. It's not just about the data, the numbers, and all that sort of stuff. It's understanding your league mates and understanding how they might feel. And the reason that BZ knows how they feel is because in some league somewhere, he owns the same guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's basically the way it goes, dude. I, I'm thinking that situation too. So, Yeah, you're like, man, that sucks, Snell. Well, oh, I bet you someone else thinks that sucks too. I'm going to go talk to him. Well, that's it. You know, and it's other league. Well, that's so, it. I'm finding it. The minute I see someone sell Snell, I'm going to be like, okay, you fucker, where you at? <laughs> exactly right. That's awesome. Well, at number eight, I was blown away last night i watched that patriots game and i i mean i I couldn't have been more impressed first of all we're gonna get to sir russell in a moment but let's just talk about how great cam newton oh man yeah what a what a wow how in the how in the hell does this guy not get picked up by anybody else the entire offseason to just fall into belichick's lap it's unbelievable it is it's like it's like the dude's got a horseshoe up his ass like it's absolutely <laughs> out of control dude and it, it pisses me off is that a good thing i'm not sure i, that's I, I don't know thing. and for i'm only teasing i just you know newton looks like newton and oh. you know he's he's he looks better than cam he newton, does man. man he looks like he is awesome he looks a lot like he was back in the day and he just he he looks rejuvenated, man. He looks like he's fresh. I mean, fuck Edelman, career high in yardage. Yeah. Are you yes, kidding me? With, with Cam. Cam, yeah. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, you know, so I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm watching the game through the lens of of like a skeptical fan because like I don't want to start falling in love with Cam and then he sucks and I'm like Jesus, I want that. So I'm watching this game. We get down twelve. I'm like. This is going to be a problem. I mean, there's no way Cam's going down the field. Zip, 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 touchdown, boom. And then, and of course, Russell Wilson comes back and scores again. And then we're down again. I'm like, oh, we got to do this all over again. Zip, 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 score. I mean, I'm like, what is going on? And, and then to finish the game, I mean, first of all, terrible coaching by Pete to give us an opportunity again. Chris Carson falling on the ground. I didn't understand any of that. I was like, whoa, great. And then the third and one, they throw a deep ball. I'm like, this is stupid. I mean, we're going to win. I, as soon as they threw the deep ball in third and one, I'm like, we're going to win this yep. game. And then and then Cam, again, zip, zip, zip right down the field. I mean, I was like, wow. I mean, he was accurate and, and throwing the ball down the field. It wasn't just dink and dunk. You know, it was 
it was throwing the ball down the field in tight tight areas, yep. hitting his guys in the numbers. I mean, sometimes being hit, sometimes falling down on his back foot. I mean, I was just so impressed, and he looked like he was cool as cool as a cucumber. I mean, no no panic in him. I actually thought he was like when we were down twelve. I'm like, is he even paying attention? He looked like he was just looking at this like looked like he was high on the sideline. I'm like, bro, get with yeah. it. He was with it, man. He came right back. I was so impressed. Now I will say I didn't love the play call uh sweep to the left with your quarterback. I mean, I don't give him an option. I I mean, or just line him up under center and let him push right forward. I mean, those were the two plays that I thought made any sense yep. was, you know, power right up the fucking middle with, you know, with the center and the guard just push and let Cam, you know, be that 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 260 pound push behind mm-hmm. him or you know, some sort of option where he puts it in the belly of his uh, uh, of his uh, running back and then maybe even has a run pass option from there. So, you know, it's sort of a triple option, so to speak, where he can he can hand it off, he can keep it, or he can pass it, which puts a ton of stress on the defense. They really have to pick and choose at that point, and one of those three things is likely to be open. But just the sort of, I don't know, what they called it in love, but everything was encouraging. Cam now is a top 10 uh, dynasty quarterback, oh, yeah. I yeah. think. I, I mean, there's no question. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they said something, um, the stat was uh, in every every season that Cam has been a starter and started more than, you know, like 14 or 15 games. In other words, a full season, he's been a top five, uh, you know, fantasy quarterback every year. So, and you're seeing why. He's got four rushing touchdowns. And if he's going to pass like this with what everybody says is no weapons, what if they go out and get Allen Robinson or A.J. Green, or hopefully not A.J. Right. Green, but Allen Robinson or something yep. like that. They got plenty of cap space. They put that type of player around them. Boy, oh boy, we could be okay. You there. could absolutely. And you know, just, want, just a quick side: Nikhil Harry, twelve targets. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take the gamble with him. I, I, I think Harry's his favorite target, and I think that him and Cam are trying to build something. So let's see if that chemistry continues to work. And, but I'm a fan of Harry. I, I really do like the kid a lot this year. That's awesome. I love hearing it. I, I, I kind of you know, lost a little bit of hope. He was my favorite uh, wide receiver coming out last year. And once he went to the Patriots with, you know, an aging Tom Brady, I was a little unsure because of his veteran deference, but you're right. He had 12 targets. I mean, he didn't do too much with him, but nope. you know, Hey, if, if Cam can light a fire, hopefully that that'll get us where we need to go. With Absolutely. Him. Uh, so I would, I would probably recommend holding yes. uh, Harry at this point. Cause he's probably not bringing back too big a return. Nope. Uh, next up, I uh, probably could have flipped these two. Um, I just still believe in in my number six team, but number seven, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Um, what a good team! Uh, they're just kind of getting it done, aren't they? They are great coaching. Um, you know, they just go out. They seem to have a good game plan every time. Um, you know, McVay just puts these guys in the in the you know he puts them in the in the position to win, and you know, Goff has been doing just enough to get by and. Um, you know, obviously the running back situation is still working itself out, but we'll see how that plays out here. Um, Cam Akers getting a rib injury was not a was not ideal here. Um, so that kind of blows it. But you know, I mean, this is a good football team. Those receivers, I mean, you got some fantasy gold right there with these guys, and they all hit each week. I mean, I, I love this team. I absolutely do. Yeah, I mean, their offensive line has been a whole lot better this year than last year. You know, they're getting better play from everybody. Whitworth must be healthy because he's really dominating over there at tackle. And, you know, I think when you start to see 
them block people. They're able to run the ball. We saw uh, Daryl Henderson uh, kind of go crazy yeah. uh, this last game. Um, you know, uh, with Cam Akers getting hurt and Malcolm Brown being a guy, uh, Daryl Henderson might have an opportunity here. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what to make of the three-headed monster. Um, what are your What's your sort of gut reaction as to what you think will happen the rest of the season? I mean, if you were just handicapping who's going to score most fantasy points from this day on, where would you put them? One, two, three. Because I actually don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what you I'm, think. I'm kind of in that same boat. But if I had to put my money uh, on the line right now, I'm still going to roll Cam Akers. Cam Akers, Henderson, Brown. I think I agree with you. I, I really do. I think, you know, as much as Brown is the soup du jour, whatever you want to say, I think he's still that that just sort of veteran backup guy who can play yeah. when they need him to play. And I think they want to see Cam Akers as a lead back. And Daryl Henderson showed up as the guy I thought they wanted to see, which is, you know, he caught the ball. He was able to make some big plays in the passing game and, and running the ball. I think that's what they want to see. I think they want to see Akers, Henderson, sort of two-headed monster with, you know, with Brown being the guy that can fill in at any point. But um, yeah, I tend to tend to agree with you, but really exciting to see Daryl Henderson play well um, because it, it I was starting to wonder if, if he'd ever do it ever. Right. And it, like I said, you kind of get, you get a little glimpses from this kid. So, I mean, if he puts it together, then he does, but I'm still going to lean that, that uh, acres is the guy to own here. Um, but like I said, we'll have to see how that plays out. Tyler Higby goes out and dominates. He looked really yeah, good. He did. Um, yeah, I mean, he just looked good doing it. Um, he's able to to get where he wants to go quickly, and um, and they're doing a great job finding him. So for those of you invested in Tyler Higby, I think it's it's still going to happen all season. I think that that he's going to be just fine. Um, he's a big bodied guy, and he's he's playing really well. So um, nothing to worry about there. I think with Cup and Woods, Woods had a little bit of a down game, but he scored a touchdown, kind of got a reverse and scored. That's fine. Yep. I think the guy to 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 keep an eye on, you know who I'm going to say. Van Jefferson, baby. You got it, buddy. That's the yep. man. Van's the man. But I think he's definitely the guy that you want to keep your eye on. Um, and, you know, buy if you can. I mean, obviously, if you're playing in Dynasty Leagues, most people already know who he is, and, and you're not going to steal him. But, you know, when you're starting to make a trade, look, this is Dynasty Game Theory 101. You make a big trade. You make the Cortland Sutton for A.J. Brown yes. deal but you make sure that you get Van Jefferson in yep. the deal. You know, that's how you do it. You know, Hey, I'll sell you. I, you lost Cortland. Well, if you give me Cortland and Van, that, that type of thing. And you make a big trade with two big players. And Van is like, Hey man, if you want to get this thing done, you want this guy, you want Nick Chubb, you know, I'll take this and that, but you're going to have to give me Van as well. You, you sort of make them the throw in. And at that point, they just want Nick Chubb. Yep. And you've already got this deal with the first and the, this and the, whatever else you got going for it. And Van, I need, I'm going to need him. And that's how you get it done. So, because if you try and trade straight up for Van, they're gonna they're gonna have a hard time letting him go for twenty one second. It's just you may not get that, and you're not gonna pay a twenty one first because he's not really worth that. I mean, I mean, you could do it, but it's just dumb. (laughs) Um, You know, that's bad process over the over the course of time, and you know, maybe a couple you know seconds or what. Look, the way to get him is is through a more creative trade. So be creative and go get yourself Van Jefferson. Absolutely. Who's Who's next on my Who list? Um, well, you know, look, it probably should be. Well, it's it's going to be a team that uh, you know the Saints have to fall down here. They're still they're still here, but I'm going to go ahead and and give you the list how I had it before tonight. Number six, Dallas Cowboys. Okay, Dallas. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't agree with this this spot. I'm sure, and and you know what? I almost don't in some ways. The the coaching is so shitty, but this team, the offensive line is not as good as you know 
as as we say it is, but it's still good. It's not a bad offensive line. Um, the the skill position is is outstanding with the three wide receivers. Dak is a heck of a player. Zeke is the best pure runner in the league. Yep. Uh, especially now. Oh, sorry. No, oh, too soon. No, you're hundred percent spot on, dude. I mean, it's your RB one. You drafted Zeke. You're styling it right now, man. Hashtag too soon. My apologies to 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 the Barkley and McCaffrey families. Uh, I didn't mean to be insensitive, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the defense. Yeah, okay, I get you. There's some issues there, but I think Zach Martin can play better. You know, Connor Williams can play better. I think the offensive line can play better. Obviously, they're going to want to get Tyron Smith. I asked uh, Brad Wire. I don't know if you saw this. I asked Brad Wire, our offensive line guru, and literally Brad Wire right now putting out the best offensive line content, especially when it related to fantasy, but even not for free on the internet. Hands down. Brad Wire, the man. Yeah, hands down. Oh, Fantastic. Unbelievable. This kid has come in and he is the undroppable. Yep. Gotta love him. But I, I was I was I was communicating with Brad and I said, hey, tell me what was the biggest offensive line sort of injury that has the most fantasy impact? And what what did you and he was like Tyron Smith? And so I think that's a big one, you know, and, and if he says it, I believe it. So, you know, ultimately they're gonna need to make sure he's healthy uh to get that team going. And and uh but other than that, what what do you, what do you see? I'm I'm kind of rambling. No, here that's okay. Cowboys. So I got uh, here's here's a little stat for you. Dak Prescott, first quarterback in NFL history to pass for more than 400 yards and rush for three touchdowns in the same game. First one, first ever. one ever. 400 yards, three touchdowns. Run. Yes, sir. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. That's really crazy. Um, you yeah. know, so I mean, I gotta say, man, I, I think CD Lamb is just. I think he's really just starting to put Gallup in that back burner. I mean, he that kid is incredible. I, I thought Gallup would have a little bit more juice here and here, and it's it start. He's really starting to carve a big role in this offense. I mean, the kid is an impressive wide receiver. It just look, he was the wide receiver one going back three years, two and a half years, whatever. I, when I first said it, it was so clear. He's just that player. You just see it. You just if you're if you're paying if you're not if you're watching CD Lamb play and you don't see an elite top level number one badass in the NFL, then you weren't watching. I mean, you just weren't. That's what he is. He's so good, and you know he has confirmed it at every step. You know uh, the combine, he was great. In the combine, even he did some things. I don't know if you, there was that highlight catch he yep. made. When him and Judy were taking balls, and he he, he caught one and toe tapped his feet, one handed, falling out of bounds, then somersaulted over and like landed on his feet, and was like, oh yeah, yeah I'm good. I mean, yeah, he's I a mean, stud. You know, I know there was no coverage. I know it wasn't like this, but just the grace with which he plays and the confidence, his swagger, his body size yeah. is. I mean, he is just the whole package. And I think I said it preseason, and someone scoffed at it. I, I said he's probably the best receiver on oh I it was it was on the pod with Etan Mozia and I said he's probably the best receiver on Dallas and he was like well I don't know about and I'm like well what do you mean like why not I mean I know Amari is a legendary uh prospect <laughs> and, and he's a damn good receiver but CD might be just that guy I mean he may be uh you know uh DeAndre Hopkins with athleticism yeah, uh, that's it. it it's all right there dude and that's it it's <laughs> And, and you know, and like I said, I mean, I, I think Gallup was was still a good buy. I mean, he could still be a value down the line here, but 
you know, uh, CD is really starting to eat into a lot of that work. Um, you know, surprisingly, Dalton Schultz, 10 targets. Yep. I mean, there's another kid, another tight end. Um, yeah, I, when I when I mentioned I missed on Mo Alley Cox, I did immediately at that point pick up Dalton Schultz, and I'm yeah. feeling good about yep. that. So, yeah, I mean, I think Dalton Schultz is a lot like Drew Sample in that, you know, look, you can't get too excited. Don't go out and spend your whole budget. But someone's got to catch those sort of yep. – Jason Witten targets and Dalton Schultz looks a whole lot like Jason Witten. Yes, he? he does. He really does. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a clone <laughs> out there, dude. Yeah. It's like his frat brother or something. He looks just like, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, everything else is just where it was at, man. I mean, you want Dak, you want Zeke, you want those receivers and, you know, take a flyer on the tight end and good to rock and roll. Yeah. It's so simple. Their team, there's nothing, there's no mysteries nope. there. I mean, obviously if someone were to get hurt, it all sort of changes, of course, an injury could change everything up, but you know, everybody knows Tony Pollard, everybody's got him mm-hmm. rostered. So there's really nothing to talk about there either. Um, you know, they've got um, Dallas has got the big game with uh, Seattle this week. Yep. That's going to be yes. fun. Uh, you know, Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson against Dak. That's going to be great. Um, you know, they've got a, they've got an up and down schedule where they go good team, bad team, good team, bad team. They play Cleveland. Then they play the giants. Then they play Arizona. Then they play Washington, Philly, then Pittsburgh. So they kind of go back and forth. Um, so they kind of have to win the games they need to win. And I think they will. I think they're going to be there. I think they're going to be the, the NFC East champs. Um, you know, and I think they're going to, they're going to have a team that's good enough as they proved against Atlanta, where they can come back and win. They played a tough Rams team, a, a team that we just put in the top 10 in week one and lost. Okay. They also should have won that game. Um, you know, they, they started off just so bad in that first half against Atlanta and still came back and won. I like this team. And, you know, if they can put a few things together and, you know, if they could just get a coach like Jason Garrett, I think they'd be fine because their coaching's a little bit of, of a problem. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Thank you so much. I thought I'd throw that Jason Garrett one in there. Hey, number five. I mean, and they're probably number four with the Saints losing, but the 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 Green Bay Packers. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Aaron Jones, baby. I mean, just wow. there, there there he is. You know, welcome to the show, dude. Um, wow. This this is kind of like how they go. I mean, it's like you know, one week it's the Aaron Jones and. Aaron Jones show. And then the next week it's uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Devonte Adams show. Um, yep. But I mean, this offense between those three guys has so much upside. Um, they can just, they can just blow up at any given time. I mean, it's just, it's, it's that simple. Um, you know, there's not a lot to really dissect here other than you want those three. And uh, I mean, you really, uh, Lazard, Scantling. I mean, if you have one of them, Look, MVS, yeah, yeah. MVS right now has 13 targets, seven catches, 160 yards, average of 22.9 and one touch. I mean, no. I, I, 13 targets. See, I, I, I missed targets. that last week. Why did I think he got hurt this week? Uh, did he get hurt? I, maybe, I, maybe I was missed. Maybe I saw something different, but I thought for some weird reason, I, I must have said, I must, I no, so. I don't think he did because I'm looking at it right now. I thought for some weird reason he got hurt. Okay. No, I mean, and really we thought Lazard was number two. Um, and look, maybe he will be at the end yeah. of the year. But I think right now you're seeing, boy, the, the Scantling, if you remember two years ago, we thought MVS was going to be this number two last year. Yeah. And then he kind of just disappointed a little bit. 
probably we probably should have seen this coming. I'm going to kick myself a little bit here, not to say that uh, we've missed the boat on MVS. I've got him in a few spots, truth I be told. Too. But I think we should we should have seen this coming a little bit more because someone had to step up. We were kind of right about that last year. I think some people were putting their eggs in that Geronimo Allison bucket, yeah. and that was kind of not a good idea. And um, Devonte got hurt. I think things just were a little bit jacked up. But I think if Adams, MVS, and Lazard are out there with Aaron Jones and Robert Tanyan, uh, you know, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, he scored a touchdown. He, he, he played a lot of snaps in week one and then, you know, the same in, in week two. And he ended up getting two for two catches and, and one went for a score. I don't think he's a very big um, target player, but he, he's going to score from time yep. to time. Um, so he's a good spot guy if you're just looking for touchdown upside, especially in a favorable matchup where he could easily score. Aaron Jones is an absolute stud. Yes. Um, and that's, that's the, <laughs> that's team, it. That's right? it right there, man. That's really doesn't get much easier than that. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you something here. Lazard has played 129 snaps yeah. to MVS is 88, 129 to 88. But you know, so a, a pretty big difference, you know, 41 more snaps, but he's only run 12 more routes. Mm. So I think Lazard is a bit more of the running you know, when they're going to run and, you know, but when they're throwing the football, MVS comes on the field and, you know, he, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a fast target. Yep. And I think that he might be someone that, that is worth looking at acquiring. Yeah. He's probably so very cheap. Could, could be. It, it would be very cheap. Cause I mean, even the guy who's got him is maybe not believing. Yep. Uh, number four, we got to move him down. They'll certainly move down after this. The New Orleans saints, they, they go to Las Vegas, they lose, they don't have Michael Thomas. They were frisky in the game, but I thought the defense. Uh, you know, like I said, I didn't watch the game, but look, they gave up thirty four to a to a, to the to the Raiders, and I, you got to play better than that if you're going to be a, a title contender. Which is, I had them losing the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're not going to get there if they play like this. No, I mean they actually their defense looked pretty awful. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like they were just they were giving up plays left and right i mean the safeties were just playing terrible it's supposed to be one of the best units in the league and it just looked god awful they were misreading where you know routes and they just couldn't stay up with people and it, it was just a shit show man it's like this the saints kind of do this every once in a while where they kind of look like they're falling apart and then all of a sudden it's like they just get it together and then they make another run at it um you're absolutely right. You know, so, I mean, Kamara, stud, no questions asked. Um, but other than that, I mean, the only other guy that you I, I'm looking at here other than, you know, would possibly be Traquan Smith. But even then, I'm not crazy. Like, it's hard with him because he's, he's, he's flashed before, but he's never really, like, put it together consistently. So you could take a shot on him. Um what was his line? What was his line today? So Bucci? seven targets, five receptions, eighty-six yards. You know, every time he's been targeted, he's done well. He effective. Yes, it's really that sometimes when we think he's going to be involved, he isn't involved. Yep. But you know, I think he had five touchdowns last year. He didn't even play the whole season. You know, so he, he's interesting. He has big plays. This one with five for eighty-six. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty dang good. You know, I mean you know, in terms of per catch and per target, he's very efficient. And so I'm wondering at some point, you know, I, I said to buy him in the off season, he was on my buy list. Um, I, I, I agree with you. Um, the problem is, is, is we never know when that volume is coming and look, it might, it might be there for the next few games. And, 
you know, unfortunately that's going to make him harder to, to, to buy. Maybe he's a sell. I mean, if you bought him cheap, maybe now you can sell him. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, if, if, if he can just get, you know, consistent targets, I think he's proven he's good. He's been yep. efficient, you know, so we just need the, we need the look. Yep. So hopefully he starts to get those, but, but yeah, this team needs to play better. We'll, we'll chalk it up to one bad week because I thought that defense was supposed to be good. And, and I'm going to have to take a closer yeah. look. Because if they're going to play like that, then they're not going to have my trust going forward. And maybe they're a team that you can exploit uh, on the other side with matchups. Traquan, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, Kamara scored a couple times. Yeah. I, I, like I said, didn't see the game, so I'm not going to comment too much about what they looked like. I want to take a look. All I'm going to say is Kamara looked like an absolute animal out there. That's 13, awesome. 79 and two, nine targets, nine receptions, 95 yards. <laughs> like, just a, just a stud, dude. Nothing else. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love he, it. And he's he's one of my favorite players as well. So that's great to hear. Look, let's get to the top yep. three. And I feel like that right now it's like this is where the gods live in this top three. And 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 it's hard to even put the Seahawks at three with how good they're playing. And they have the king of the world at quarterback. They do right now. The clear MVP. He's got nine touchdown passes. I mean, this guy is just un. Believable. He's been near perfect. I mean, literally near perfect. Unbelievable, Russell yep. Wilson. The, uh, the it's unbelievable. I, like you were just, it's it's unbelievable. He is. It's unbelievable. He has nine touchdowns, one interception. The the, the pick six yeah. to McCordy to start the game. But you know, so okay, so he made a mistake. He had four incompletions in the first game. This game, he goes out, throws five touchdowns. I mean, he's just a beast, dude. And he's got 68 rushing yards to boot. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even need them. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, I, I just, I've never seen someone play so good. And if he plays like this, he's going to run away with the MVP and they're going to run away with the West uh, because it's it, it just, you can't play like this. You can't sustain mm-hmm. it. And um, it's just unbelievable. I, you know, the thing I said is he's the tide that lifts all boats. Yep. So if they're going to let Russ cook, then. You know that 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 increases DK's oh, yeah. value and Lockett's value, yep. and and that's really what we've been waiting for yep. um, and worried about was that they wouldn't let him cook or hoping that they would let him cook. But look, if if Russ can play like I mean he can play like that, they let him play like that, everybody's in yep. trouble. I agree with you 100. Um, percent Anything uh, anything else uh, deep here? I mean I I don't see anything. I, I think it's all on the top surface. It really I mean, is. They've got no tight ends. David Moore. Was kind of interesting, actually. He played pretty well. Um, Three targets, yeah. You know they, yeah. I mean, you know, he just he just looks pretty good. I always like David Moore. Um, look, if they're going to throw as much as they are, they could have a, a number three receiver. That's um, Freddie Swain. I don't even, you know. I mean, so I, I guess it might be David Moore, and I'm hopeful that it will yep. be. Um, yeah, and I hope that it is David Moore. I mean, at this point, you know, he's been a, he's played about fifty percent of the snaps. I mean. You know, so we'll 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 see if he gets a little bit more run going forward. Uh, I know they they play a little bit of three uh, three wide receiver, but it's been you know a little bit of this or that or, or that guy, and you know they've played a little bit of two tight end as well. With Disley's been playing, he hasn't done too much, but you know it's been basically Russell throwing to Lockett and Metcalf and really Carson. Wow, yeah. I mean, if Carson can catch footballs like this, I said it to Stoner last week on the pod. I said. Um, the fact that they make Russell throw a lot is better for Chris Carson than if they run yeah. a lot, because I'd rather see Carson get 10 carries and 
eight targets than 25 carries and no targets. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a create, like his numbers are, it's fantastic. Like I've got Carson in quite a few spots and it's just, it's been such a, you know, I wasn't expecting him to do what he's doing right now. And it's, it's just, it's like, let Russ cook, let Russ run that offense. It's better for everybody. It's better. It's better for everybody. So, so I don't know if you looked at my list. I'm sure you did mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't know if you remember, but I got to ask you, uh, these last two teams, we got Kansas City and Baltimore. You know, you, you have to pick one. You have to put one at number two and you have to put one at number one. Who, you know, my, my list is, is in stone. Do you agree or disagree? Or who do you have at number one and number two if you're picking the best team in the NFL right now? So <laughs> just because I'm a Steeler fan, I'm going to go Kansas City. And nice. you know it's it's kind of it's there, but I give the Ravens the respect of being up there because they are a hell of a franchise. And um, you know, like I said, I, I do I do respect them because they do play a good game with Pittsburgh every year, even though it's a tight division thing. But Kansas City is my number one. I mean, I just still think that you got to get to you got to take them off the throne before you can go above them. You know, no doubt. Well, we get that Monday night, so that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm super excited for that game, man. What a <laughs> game this is going to be. Oh, the best. You know, and it's interesting. I, I like what you're saying. You know, I think I have it the other way around. I have Kansas City 2 and, and Baltimore 1, but it's easy to talk me into the other one because they're both so awesome. It's not like, well, this one sucks for this reason. You can't do it. They're both amazing. You know, I will say I think Kansas City has the ultimate comeback X factor. Yep. You know, it's kind of like I think that if I if I'm starting a team or if I just want a quarterback for a single game, it's Mahomes and Wilson, and I'm not even sure who. It's not Lamar, even though I think Lamar is the single most dominant force in the league. It's if it doesn't quite go his way, he's not as good. He's still not bad. I, he's a better comeback player than anybody will give him credit for, but he's not as good as those two guys. I mean, especially nobody's as good as 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 Mahomes. I mean, he's he's otherworldly. Yep. And so I think they can play in more than one way. They can run the football. They can do this. They can do that. But if they get down somehow 14 nothing, they're not cooked. They're actually in it. I mean, they're in every game they're behind. I mean, did you ever think that they were going to lose that game against uh, – I keep calling them San Diego – against the Chargers? I never thought they'd lose. I mean, no. I always thought – right? I was like, Mahomes is going to bring it back. <laughs> There's like 30 seconds left, and they got to go the length of the field. I'm like, yeah, no, they'll, they'll, it's going to be fine. Hey, and you're just that. like, okay, I'm going to get freaking 12 more points on my fantasy team because Mahomes is going to tear it up right now, so let's go. It's unbelievable. Yep. Like, have I ever been as confident about a player? Never. Like, never. I was never that confident in Brady as much as I – and I cheered from never. He's never done what this guy's done in terms of just being like, no, no, because he'll run it. Like I said, on that yeah. drive, he ran for 22 yards. I mean, he's unbelievable. So – you know, when you look at these three teams, I think this is where you're looking for all your your fantasy goodness, but also, you know, all your playoff goodness. It's going to be fantastic. I, you know, right now Seattle's in the driver's seat, and I think they're my favorite to go to the Super Bowl right this moment just because of the greatness of Russell Wilson. But there's definitely going to be a lot of other teams, Dallas and, and um, you know, the Saints um, and maybe some others. San Francisco is going to have a tough way to get there, but once they're there, they, they're tough. We know what they are. Um, so there's going to be some there's going to be some great football to come. I I, I tend to think uh, Baltimore is just the 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 number one team here. I, I want to touch on them really quick. So yeah, I've been I've been uh, you know fading Miko a little bit, but um, you know, and I think if you look at it, it's like they prefer Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins to him. But if Tyreek Hill were to get hurt, I think Miko sort of slides in. He is he is electric out there. I think these are teams that we kind of know what's going on. 
in terms of their dynasty and their fantasy values. But, you know, with, with Baltimore Dobbins, I mean, you know, if, if anyone, whether it's Gus Edwards, Dobbins or, or Mark Ingram, if any one of those guys were to get a hundred percent of that, of the run there, uh, they might be the number one running back in, in the, in the league. And, you know, that may be Dobbins next year. Yeah, that's, that's huge, dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, with the splits that they have, I mean, Gus Edwards led this team this week with 10 rushing attempts, then Ingram. I mean, Dobbins only had two attempts, but he ran for 48 yards. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it was a nice run. But, you know, if there's one little spot here where Baltimore does have a, a little bit of an issue, it's a row line. Tyree Phillips and Matt Skern. PFF's worst week one blockers for week one. And they did better this week, but you could see in the first half, the Ravens running backs had uh, five carries for 16 yards in the first half. All that rushing all came in that second half when that defense got tired and they just couldn't do it anymore. And they were, you know, they, they just got beat up. They also got Lamar for three sacks that day. So, you know, there is there's a little area right there. Um, Marshall Yonda's gone. I think they're missing right. him a lot. Um, and that is one spot where if I'm the Chiefs, if I'm one of these teams that has a real good, you know, a good depth in my front seven there, and I can rotate and get pressure, if you can get in there, that's your spot. You attack them in that little area right there, and you're going to have some success because in, because when they were attacking it, you know, Houston was making it a game. And then all of a sudden it was just like Baltimore was just like, you know, we're just going to outlast you. We have four running backs. We're just going to keep hitting you. We're going to let Lamar run. We're going to just beat the crap out of you here in the second half. And that's what they did by the fourth quarter. That team could not even, they couldn't get any push up front at all. So that's where Baltimore like is real strong. It's just that they're, they're resilient. They have a lot of guys on here that could do a lot of things. But I think that offensive line, if a, if a team gets in there, they can take advantage of that, of those two rookies there. Well, I don't I don't think you're wrong there. There's definitely some some weakness up the middle with Tyree Phillips, as you point out, and uh, Matt Skura. Yeah, that's the center. Um, yeah, so pressure up the middle. I mean, you got to figure they'll find a way to fix that as, yep. a, as a great organization as they are. And, you know, maybe they'll find a way to, to, to sort of plug the hole in the boat. But um, but excellent analysis. BZ, we ran a little bit long. Yeah. Hopefully people like a long pod. Who gives hey. a shit? It, it, we're a lot of fun. We, are, we're, we were rocking and rolling. We had a lot of great stuff. I mean, we really uh, gave a lot of actionable advice. I mean, we could talk all day. There's just so much to look at. And in my dynasty teams and, my, and all the leagues I'm in, you know, tomorrow's a big day in terms of, well, this will be today. You guys will hear it. But point of the matter is Tuesday's a big day in terms of looking at what you need to do and making sure you make a good decision on the waiver wire. Don't go spend a bunch of money uh, or fab uh, in a situation where, you know, you're going to cut the guy the next week. I mean, no, make sure that if you're spending fab, you're doing it for a guy that is going to be on your roster to, to, to keep because, you know, the worst is spending fab than dropping that guy. I mean, that, that's nonsense. So, you know, look at the look at the team. I mean, you may spend fab on a, on a guy in one league, but not in the other just because that's a deeper league or whatever the case might be. So be smart and and go dominate your leagues. And don't forget to follow us both on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Jax Falcone or excuse me at Dino Game Theory. Um, and uh, BZ, give me your call. Give me your call letters. Like hey, you can call me. Go you can call it. me. At, you can find me at the BZBFF. The BZBFF. And uh, you know BZ's the best follow on Twitter. Super fun. 
Just go hang out with him. He's the man. And we love you all. Have a great day. We out. Peace.